Fred and Frit, Fred and Frit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. Hey, it's the Brad and Brit cast. Sorry about missing uh, a few days there. We have uh, medical and employment work-related issues that sometimes get in the way. We're sorry for that, but uh, you forgive us. Of course you forgive us. Of course, of course you. you. Why let me give you, you. Let me just give you a quick, uh, quick Brad medical update. This is uh, okay. actually, I think, of interest to everybody, as you probably know. Uh, I have a malady called myelar fibrosis, which has destroyed my uh, immune system, and I need a stem cell bone marrow transplant. It's a big deal. And uh, we've reached the stage now where I was informed yesterday that they have uh, identified, are you ready? You want to play high-low on how many donors around the world they identified as possible matches to me want to play high low on this and i'll give you a clue babe ruth 705 7 7 10 oh you were so close but you lose because on the price is right if you go over you lose it was 704 oh yeah i couldn't remember what it was yeah yeah he hit 714 home runs but um, which by the way remains the white record for those of you who are in the- <laughs> but, or in other words Brit, the record. The record. <laughs> 700 people in a, way, in a... That's something else Trump can fix if he gets back in there. Those we're damn gonna, baseball record books. We're going to have white people setting records again. <laughs> Make white people set records again. Yeah. Anyway, so the, in, the, in the vast world of uh, bone marrow registration donations by people all around the world. They came up with uh, 704 potential matches. They boiled it down to the, and I don't know, it's just like on American, the top three. They picked the top three, and they're contacting them right now to see whether they're available to help a person out. Now, I told them they yeah. should mention who I am, what I've done, do you how know who important I am? I am. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know who this is that you would be helping to save? And they, they uh, said, uh, actually, we do know, and therefore, that's why we are not. It's so, down to one. They, they've yeah. narrowed it down to one who's willing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the one is just a, kind of a maybe, because yeah. the, the, the first two said, we've heard his show. It sucks. It's out. Okay. Yeah, we're out. We're down to that one, and he's on the fence right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, number four, who didn't make the top three, said, I hated that stupid Dan Rather imitation that he used to do. And I said, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was the other guy. It was him. Yeah, well, you signed off yeah. on it, you jerk. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's that's hopefully this will be uh, less than a couple of weeks, and then we'll, we'll know and things will start to uh, happen. But I feel okay. I feel fine right now, and uh, that's important. I will keep you in the loop okay all right all right well what a what a list and we really we really can't go over lots of things from four or five days ago it's no, just that's no. lame it sucks all right here you go 
Uh, Joe's best friend today is the Ooh. stock market. Yeah. Charles Osgood gone. Yeah. John Stewart. Bang. <laughs> uh, how would you like to have to launder Donald Trump's underwear? Whoa. Oh, God. Trump trial delay bullshit exposed. Um, go ahead. Sue me again, bitch. And Brit, your dream is about to become true. And you'll notice that uh, we didn't say, oh, we're going to give our unique analysis of the New Hampshire primary. Shoot me again. Just shoot, shoot me again. I, I couldn't watch one minute well. of it. I, I didn't because there's, there is nothing to be learned. Nothing. But you saw Nothing. Tim. You saw Tim Scott up there, like a grinning fool behind Donald oh, Trump, kissing his oh, ass like God. it's made out of cotton candy. Step and fetch it, rolled over in his grave, and then shot himself. Good it was just, God. it was just embarrassing. It was. Just it's, embarrassing. He, he, just, he looks know. like oh, it's the worst. He's just, it's just dreadful. God Almighty, yeah. have some personal. And then now he's got the fake marriage. He's in Gary. He's engaged to that woman. He was fake dating. Good Lord. The the non-disclosure agreement, it's got to be 5,000 pages long. As as a uh, wrestling aficionado, soon to go to Netflix in a $5 billion deal, you appreciate living the gimmick. I get it. And there's Tim Scott. He's living the gimmick. But like, get what he wants. He wants the belt. He wants that (laughs) vice presidential belt. He'll do anything to win it. Randy Savage and Elizabeth were like really married. They were like a real life couple. There wasn't a fake thing that they did. This guy. Oh my God. All right. Let's start with, um, Oh, the Charles Osgood, uh, John Stewart connection there. The, uh, yeah. yin and the oh, yang, the one way. leaving one going. Right. By the, which uh, of course there, there is absolutely no, no connection. No. Between the two, you know, the birds still sing. <laughs> Children still play. I'm Charles Corral. I died a long time ago, and they gave yeah. it to Osgood, who, by the way, I never really liked. And I'm <laughs> glad to see that he's gone, too. Uh, um, that was a tough act to follow when Charles Osgood got the Charles Corral gig, right? And, yeah. Uh, in the, the best sense of American Idol, he made it his own, right? <laughs> made the show his own. And now it's really in the hands of a lame loser, Jane Pauley, an undeserving broadcaster. In my <laughs> why opinion. do you why do you shit on Jane Pauley? <laughs> because she, Brit, Brit, you you know this. You know that she has been uh, uh, friends with Dave Letterman many years for, forever, right? They're the, both from Indiana. Yeah, the no, Indianapolis no, connection. She was on TV in right. Indianapolis. The whole bit and. And she got so lucky to get the Today Show gig when she got it. And I never thought she was anything at all. I thought, man, she's lucky, lucky, lucky. And she's lucky, lucky, lucky to get this gig right now. And and you'll notice that uh, I'm using the occasion of Charles Osgood's death to bash Jane Pauley, which is a very, very magnanimous thing that I'm doing, it isn't is. it? It is. I don't know how you got in there. I don't know how Jane Pauley became collateral damage in this whole thing, but she just yeah. did. Right, right. You know, and she married that cartoonist, the Peanuts guy, Charles Schultz. <laughs> and it was the Garfield guy, I thought. <laughs> the guy that did Garfield. Did she, ma- did she marry the Dilbert guy? 
I would feel sorry for anybody that would marry that son of a bitch. No. Holy no. shit. I, I guess saw, so. I we saw, have. I, Gary, Gary Trudeau is the guy that Jane Pauley married, and he does the Doonesbury strip for only about 50 years now. Uh, I saw Gary Trudeau speak one time. He was part of the lecture series there at what they used to call War Memorial Coliseum in Greensboro, and he was brilliant. He's done a lot of things uh, to veterans with PTSD regarding them and championing their cause and helping them out. He's really a, a, a very good speaker. That's great. And it has nothing to do with the fact that, that she fell into her career by accident. <laughs> she, was, she, was tw- she was 23 and cute, and the Today Show needed a girl. I don't get this. I'll shit on Katie Couric with you all day long, but I don't understand the animus towards Jane Pauley. (laughs) All right. So Charles Osgood, great, great guy. The the whole thing. And and now now, the John Stewart story is, is interesting because I can just, I can hear it ringing right now on right wing everything, which is, Oh, they've got their hero back. They couldn't get through the election without him this time. Oh, I guess he needed a job. He could, right? That's what they're going to say. Good for Jon Stewart. I wish it was more than one day a week that he's going to come back and do the Daily Show. Um, And maybe it will be more than one day. But right now they say he's going to come back and do Monday nights uh, all the way through the election so so good for him and you know i'm going to be examining it closely to see whether he's lost a step you know because it's not it's not just the candidates it could be john stewart himself losing a step you never know wouldn't you like to know the brinks truck that they lined up at his house you know they've got to pay him just an extraordinary amount of money to get him come back even to work once a week it's got to be big bucks. It's always about the money with you people, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Apple was paying him a couple dollars here and there. I'm sure he was doing okay with that. But I'm those those folks that oh, they canceled his ass. They told yeah. him to get they told him to get bent after they paid him a shit ton of money. But now the good people at Paramount are gonna just back Ooh, up. The by the way, just they're just swimming in extra money. <laughs> killing it they've got it's crazy they can't even find places to hide the money right now they have almost put netflix out of business just about well that's why you saw that desperation move to sign monday night raw that's uh was that's exactly what that's about yeah that's all they've got left they got nothing else (laughs) that was the hail mary right (laughs) right all right anyway that's very i like it yeah it's a good it's a good thing but but now we have this this problem Here's the problem. It's the now we have Rachel Maddow and John Stewart only working Mondays. Yeah. They'll be the two highest paid people in yeah. their chosen professions. And there's there's something kind of off-putting about it. I can't tell you what it is, but I know what it is. They're working way too little for way too much. Yeah. And and you know that that it will be a ratings distortion on Monday nights on that show, just the same way it is on MSNBC on Monday nights at uh, nine o'clock. It's really true. Um, But they're willing to accept that. That's okay. We'll take one day a week. We'll take a little bit of candy if we can't have the whole bag. And so uh, there it is. Isn't this whole situation over the daily show ever since uh, Trevor Noah left 
this whole thing about having the guest host do it, then having some more guest hosts do it, and having isn't well, it? Just, come on. Well, you've said it more than once, maybe twice or three times. <laughs> Making no decision is a decision unto That's itself. Good. That's right. And they they won't make a decision for fear that uh, someone has to ultimately sign off on it. And that person doesn't want to be tagged with failure. If that person that they choose doesn't make it. Wow. That's a lot of courage, isn't it? Jesus. Um, I mean, it's not the most impossible gig in the world. The proof is that a lot of the people that are doing it a week at a time are pretty good at it. They are. They're pretty good at it because they're largely reading the words in front of them on the teleprompter. And uh, if you have those kind of comedic skills and those kind of reading skills, you can, you can succeed at it. Some of the folks are, are really pretty good. I mean, even a, even an asshole like Charlemagne, the God, you know, he can read a prompter. <laughs> now he, he would be low on my, him. no, he, he's low on my, I mean, but you know, Sarah Silverman or Ronnie Chang or, you know, Leslie Jones or any, any of those people would be great. Just make a fucking choice. Just, just reach out, say it's going to be this person and go with it. Assholes. But again, these are the smartest people in the universe. These are uh, akin no, to the, the, these are akin to the programming no, no. geniuses that we had to deal with in radio and the consultants and everybody else. These are guys that have 15 meetings to figure out what kind of cups we're going to order for the water cooler. These are, again, these are the most brilliant people in broadcasting. So, you know, let them, let them keep on doing what they're doing. They're the greatest. I call them Titans of the industry. <laughs> they're titans just the best. Of the industry. Yeah. All right. Uh, how would you like to launder? Uh, Donald Trump's underwear. And I, I say that, that because, well, that's a, it isn't a story. It's a, have you ever seen a guy who won his primary be more fucked up in public than Donald Trump? He's sweating. Yeah. He's stammering. Yeah. He's insulting. He's threatening. Yeah. He's, revealing every ugly side of his personality, which by the way, in a 10 minute speech is, uh, is difficult to do. And, uh, he can't just take the win and, and move on because to do that would to admit, he'd be admitting that, that, uh, it wasn't a wipeout that forced Nikki Haley to go Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott or Vivek Ramaswamy quit and then uh, come on her knees. Ha, ha, ha. See, if she comes on her knees, it's different, isn't it, Britt? Yeah. If a yeah. woman comes to Donald Trump on her knees yeah. and says, oh, I'm so sorry. What can I do for you, Donald? You're so good. I support you. That would be different, and that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? And he would never even, do a joke like that. I'm trying to think of a woman that I hate that much that I would wish that on. I can't really – I can't come up with it. Yeah. Um, so both CNN and uh, MSNBC were faced again with the do we run Trump live, making this idiotic lie filled speech. And by the way, they both went back to falsehoods. They can't say he's lying. It's false. Even while, the, even while they're fact checking him in real time, they were cutting in to his speech and correcting the fact that, and, and this is just so blatant. It's so blatant 
he several different times, several minutes apart, said that he won the New Hampshire primaries in 2016 and 2020 and the New Hampshire general elections in 16 and 20. And we're going to do it again. I love this state, blah, 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 blah. Hit the buzzer. He lost New Hampshire both times in the general election, first to Hillary Clinton and then to Joe Biden in 2020. So he just lies right there at his moment of victory. So they cut in and they fact checked him uh, on those two networks. And at a certain point, they both just pulled the ripcord and said, we're done. We're we're out of here. And, uh, of course, Fox ran the whole thing untouched. If you really want to see it truly untouched, you can watch it on C-SPAN or the uh, right-wing news networks on your Roku, okay, Newsmax or One America's Toilet Paper, whatever the hell those are, right? <laughs> Right-side news. Oh, you, Britt, you should watch those because they have all these anchor people yeah. who are, they are seventh-tier yeah, quote unquote broadcasters. Okay, and they just suck up the Trump for two hours before any of his speeches, and they stay on. And oh, it's just, just dreadful. But but Trump, you know, in your heart, he knows he's going to lose. He knows he's going to lose in the general election to Joe Biden, and. If the numbers didn't lie last night, they weren't at all truthful on the surface because there are just too many Republicans or would-be Republicans or people who say they're Republicans who are never Trump voters for a general election. Then when you top that off with if he is convicted – in any of his trials, would you vote for him? That number grows. And uh, again, not a mathematician, but in 2020, he lost by relatively small margins in the swing states, including this one. But if you start shaving off Republicans who voted for him then, who are part of the, um, I just can't vote for him now, who voted for maybe Nikki Haley, in New Hampshire. They are representative at some level. I know. Not enough evangelicals in New Hampshire. Therefore, it doesn't count. Okay. You you go with that one uh, if you choose, if that's your excuse. But there are enough. There are enough. And again, we're not treading any new ground here. How many new Donald Trump voters have grown in the last four years, let alone the last seven years. I submit to you, very few, very few. He hasn't won very many over. And you get this distorted view, and I told you I don't watch that much, but I see enough. And when they interview people my age and up, older people, about why they're voting for Trump, and remember, these are diehards voting in in primaries in, say, New Hampshire, They'll just tell you how great things were and how good the economy was. That's what they remember. Well, they haven't been subject, even those people, to the truth as told by the other side. 
They haven't been told that yet. They haven't been told that every time someone says, well, you know, look at the price of gas. It was it was so cheap under Trump. It was things were so good. Here's the answer to the question. Gasoline was under two dollars under Donald Trump for two whole months during his term. And what were those two months? The two months. Exactly. When the economy collapsed. You remember those uh, few weeks where the price of oil was negative? They yeah. couldn't give it yeah. away. The price, right. It was below zero. So the price of gasoline went way down because no one was traveling, no one was moving. If that's your nostalgia for the great economy of Donald Trump, accompanied by large tax cuts for rich people, bring it on. But again, this hasn't even begun to start to be trumpeted or uh, put out there to be able to penetrate through the wall of bullshit of right-wing media and uh, and social media that's that's uh, protecting him. But I think it pokes through. I think it gets through. And uh, it isn't just that people who say they're never going to vote for Trump, probably half of them are lying and they'll come home. They always come home. But even if half of a half of a half don't vote for Trump, that's a mathematical problem for him. It just is. And it it cannot be overcome. Now, you could come at it from the other direction. Well, what about all the young people who say they're going to vote for Trump this time because they have no memory of 2016? You know, if you were, if you were 11 years old in 2016 and now you're 19, you're voting for the first time, you know, you know nothing. You know nothing. And is that going to make up for uh, older people who may fall by the wayside through death or through apathy? Or I really can't vote for him. Or I have to choose which one is the dictator. Which one is going to not follow the Constitution more? Is it Biden or is it Trump? I think Biden's going to win that one. Also, it seems like an easy one to prove because right now Trump is ahead 91 to nothing in that, in that particular game of uh, who is the most dishonest anti-constitutional person to hold the presidency in the last eight years, if that's in fact a contest, which it is. So Trump has every reason to be nervous because as many balls as they're juggling in the air, trying to delay the trials here and delay the trials there. We'll get to that bullshit of the last few days in just a moment on the, uh, we have to delay the trial because of COVID. That turns out to be uh, a goodie like, like, like that one. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, his, I, I hate to use the same words that we use all the time. His smallness and petulance in his uh, quote-unquote victory speech <laughs> on on Tuesday night, I mean, it wasn't any better or any worse than normal, but it's law of diminishing returns. It doesn't wear well. It's not a good look. Uh, and I think that the uh, 
the Biden strategy of wanting to run against Donald Trump instead of anybody else will be borne out. It will bear fruit. It will turn out to be because the chances of a personal implosion by Trump are so high. I mean, my God, the personal gaffe machine by this guy over the past five, six days is uh, we don't have enough time. I mean, well, haven't you haven't you been heartened? Broke. Haven't you been heartened by the coverage? It seems like the media is covering a lot more the fact that this guy is having Looking a complete mental breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oberon calls him Dementia J. Trump, <laughs> and has for a while. I like, I like that. <laughs> but we're starting to get more um, mainstream coverage, as they say, of this guy completely making no sense, slurring his words, not having any energy at all, not having not being able to put cogent thoughts together. All of that well, seems to be the, picking up. That's that's fantastic. But what's even more fantastic, even though Nikki Haley is not going to be the nominee, even though she's not likely to last past a certain point, she will have to stop because the money will stop. It's the reason DeSantis had to throw in the towel. And nobody's going to throw any more money, bad money, after good, after bad. Um, but she... She is pointing all these things out about his inability to process information correctly and remember things. And uh, this line about, you know, Nikki Haley being the Speaker of the House and not doing anything on January 6th, that one's not going away. That one's going to stay forever. That's going to outlive Al Gore invented the Internet. Which, by the way, he never actually said. Right. But they made it up. Of course. They're good at making shit up and making it stick to you. In this case, we have him in his own words saying that. And um, I know the the uh, answer to uh, what was Donald Trump saying when he said that, when uh, presented to Elise Stefanik, or as Donald Trump calls her, Stefanik. So he can't, he doesn't even know her name yet. You can't Stephanie. expect him to know every damn woman's name all the time because, you know, they come after him and you can do whatever you want when you're famous. So he's, yeah, she's just another one. So why should you. he know always, her name? I always thought that actress, Stefanik uh, Zimbalist, she was, I thought she was really cute back in the day. Well, what about that guy on, on ABC, George Stephanikopoulos? <laughs> I love that guy. He's good. He's good. He's, good. He's short guy. He's a little <laughs> uh, You know, when they, when they asked her about the, uh, the Nikki Haley comment, she said, you know, it's very easy to, to mix those two people up. It just, it just is. That's yeah. how far, that's how far down on her knees she is. Jeez. To, to try to score the VP slot also. And, you know, to be fair, Britt, until, oh, five days ago when Trump confused Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi, that really was part of the the vernacular of American politics, wasn't it? How I mean, there have been hundreds of times where those two have been confused with each other, right? I mean, if you if you Google that, or if you uh, uh, check all the, oh, it's it's constant. Oh, and so Trump is yeah. getting in trouble for what everybody else has been doing, right? Wrong. I made that up. 
that's the first time in human history that those two people have ever been mentioned in the same sentence, don't you think? Absolutely. I, I think it is. I think that's the first time ever, 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 ever. Oh, God. All right. Uh, Trump trial delay bullshit exposed. This is just beyond. Uh, Alina Hababa <laughs> was the person who on Monday pleaded with the judge for a delay because COVID. Exposed to COVID. Okay, said the judge, fine. Let's delay, let's delay, let's delay. Well, guess who was at the Donald Trump victory party in New Hampshire on Tuesday night? Oh, Remember no. the delay? Yes, yes. He was there. There are pictures. She was spotted. So, therefore, he lied to the judge about why the trial had to be delayed. Now, from the Trump point of view, remember, it's whatever you have to do, whatever we have to do to delay this, because that is the strategy, right? Delay, delay, delay to try to get past the election day with an unconvicted in these major trials, Donald Trump. But if you're going to do that, you shouldn't be so stupid, which she is, to show yourself in public. Now, her excuse is that she wasn't showing symptoms late Monday and into Tuesday. So therefore, she was uh, fully okay with going into a large crowd at the uh, victory thing up in New Hampshire. Now, again, not a doctor. I'm not Brad Fauci Jr., not him. Um, but even several years after the height of the pandemic, if you are exposed to people who really have been sick, even if you're not showing symptoms, you're supposed to kind of stay away from everybody as best you can for several days. Am I correct about that, sir? Well, this is another great opportunity to discuss professional wrestling. That's kayfabe. If you're faking it before the judge that you have COVID and lying in order to get uh -huh. a delay, then you don't go out in public and you're around people and you're around old elderly people and shit at right. some sort of victory celebration. You got to stand there. Were, there were many times in pro wrestling when a guy had an injury and he wouldn't go around town, be bopping over the grocery store, picking out steaks and shit without a, a neck brace on. He would, he would have, he would stay inside and he would have to have the, and when he went out, he'd have to have the neck brace on and shit like that. So yes, that's kayfabe. She failed to keep kayfabe. That's what Miss Haba did. If you're going to lie, go all the live way. the lie. Yeah. Yeah. Now, shouldn't that be a contempt of court citation? Shouldn't that mean something? It should be something. Um, shouldn't that mean like maybe double sessions to make up for the time that was illegitimately lost? I don't know. Like and again, if you're representing yourself in a court of law in an untruthful way, it, it would seem to me that would maybe challenge your membership to a bar or two. But, you know, again, I don't know how these things go. Well, see, uh, again, you don't understand basic law, Britt. If you're a Donald Trump lawyer, the rules <laughs> do not apply to you. You know that. When you, when you, I, I understand as a, as, 
a condition of being entered into the bar, you have to be, and I think this is true in every state, you have to be a fair, honest broker toward the court. You have to represent yourself in a truthful manner. And this seems to me to fly in the face of that. Uh, bona facie? Bona facie? Is that the term that I'm looking for? I think so. I think so. Here's the here's the NBC version of this in uh, two sentences. Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, is at his campaign's return party in New Hampshire. Haba, who is representing Trump in the New York civil defamation case brought by E. Jean Carroll, became the subject of discussion when she told the court yesterday that her family had COVID and that she'd been exposed. After a juror tested positive, the case was delayed and it isn't scheduled to resume until Thursday. So we'll see. Uh, I'm afraid what's going to happen here. And remember the confusion, the tumult, the chaos is the message, right? Uh, the, the judge could say, well, look, you know, a juror actually tested positive, and so therefore the other jurors might have been exposed. So let's let's give it the whole week, and let's come back on, on Monday. So that will effectively bought them an entire week of delay. I'm afraid that's going to happen because that's what they do. That's what they do. I hate it. I hate it. Um. Go ahead. Sue me again, bitch. Uh, or uh, why don't we do jo can we do Joe's best friend first? We want to do Joe's best friend. Let's do Joe's right. best friend. Then we'll do sue me again, bitch. Yeah. Uh, this kind of slipped by. This was late last week. The uh, consumer sentiment numbers, the most famous of which are numbers that are kept, and I'm sorry to say this, by the University of Michigan. That's kind of petty of me, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, but they, they conduct the uh, University of Michigan survey, consumer sentiment, month after month, year after year. Uh, it goes all the way back to 1990, 1990. And uh, if you were able to see the chart, you would see how consumer sentiment since 2020 and the beginning of the pandemic went straight down, of course, at the beginning. It popped up a little later in 2020. Then following Joe Biden's election, it's gone straight down through most of uh, 2022 and into 2023. But suddenly in the last couple months, it's turned around. And it's headed straight back up. In other words, it's the sentiment, stupid. It's what you're feeling right now and what you're feeling for the future, stupid. It's not relevant how it was a year ago or two years ago. And the success of the stock market is not an official ingredient in consumer sentiment. They just, they just don't measure that because everyone doesn't own stocks. Most of the stocks are owned by the top 10% of people. And um, how the stock market is doing for the vast majority of people does not affect their daily finances. So 
they don't consider it as part of consumer sentiment. But of course, I think they're wrong for not considering that because there is a wealth effect to rising markets and it doesn't just affect the top 10% of people. Because if you turn this around and you talk about the last couple of years, what did you hear constantly when uh, the markets were a bit more choppy than they've been recently, which is they've been on the upswing, which is don't open your 401k statement this month, exactly. this exactly. quarter, stay away. And just saying that helps to damper consumer sentiment. It just does. If I have a 401k with $90,000 in it, I've been saving diligently for years, it's up to $90,000, and then suddenly it's seventy-eight. Well, does that affect my day-to-day spending? No, it doesn't, but it still feels like I'm not as well off as I was, and maybe I won't buy that new color TV. The flat screen, of course. Um and then it works in the opposite direction, right? Well, it, even though, as, you, wanna, as you yeah. point out, many of us don't have holdings in the stock market that affect our weekly or monthly purchases or anything like that. Many of us do have exposure that affects our retirement. And some of us do check those things from time to time. And yeah, seeing it at a bigger balance than what it had a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, six months ago. Yeah, there, there's a psychological boost to that for sure. Yeah. And uh, if you check it today, you should be happy. You should be. Should be. Things are things are up today. Um, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of the S and P index funds, Brad. Just go ahead and grab one of those, whatever your retirement you? fund offers. Oh yeah, you're a big you're a big you're a big spy guy. <laughs> it's it's idiot proof. It gives you exposure. It's diversified. It's just the way to go. And a lot of times in retirement funds, those things are super cheap. So grab one of those, people. Can't uh, can't argue with that. I mean, you'd be an idiot to be uh, paying a manager one percent of your money <laughs> year after year. Well, if the guy makes you money, that's different. That's a whole other situation. You're you're can't on be, a whole other doesn't, it doesn't beat the averages. And <laughs> you'd be an idiot. You'd be an idiot. <laughs> I guess that's where uh, I think Warren Buffett also. I think Warren Buffett's always been kind of a big advocate of the S and P 500 kind of, you know, that's, that's, you got, you do that and that's what you that's do. That's what he is. He's a big advocate. Yeah. I think that's what he, what doesn't, he says. Uh, doesn't have his money managed by somebody. Which brings us to sue that's me again, bitch. Sue me again, bitch. Okay. <laughs> The 1%. That's totally different. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, Trump could get a third defamation suit after they settle this one and figure out how much he owes, right? Right. Uh, E.G. Carroll's lawyer has a transcript of the press event on January 17th in which Trump repeated claims that E.G. Carol lied about him, sexually assaulting her at Bergdorf Goodman's, now no longer in existence. 
He's uh, already been found. That should be Trump's excuse. The, the department store isn't even there anymore. How can <laughs> I there. Therefore, dismiss it, Judge. Dismiss it. He's already been found liable for the sexual assault and twice for defamation. And uh, now we're waiting how much they're going to have to pay in this second case. So he paid $5 million for the first time around. Right now, she wants ten. So if you're a fan of round numbers, you'd say the next time around, third time, you're going to double that again and say 20. But I say, because it would be the third time, which by the way, back in the the old days when we used to throw people in jail for life for say three marijuana infractions, remember that three strikes and you're out when America was great. So let's, uh, let's apply the tough guy, Donald Trump, like with the Central Park Five, who he want execute, he wanted executed, and Correct. they weren't even guilty of it. So let's apply that standard now to Trump: three strikes and you're out. So I say, if you go from five to ten, you should minimally go up to a hundred million. What do you think? I'm with you. I don't even see a counter argument. I mean, I can't even find a way to counter argue with you on that. I'm I'm happy with that because we're. We're all under the impression that the only thing Donald Trump cares about is staying out of jail and money. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Um, So this doesn't send him to jail no matter what. It's a civil suit. But money speaks to him. And apparently five or probably 10 million doesn't speak to him either. Although I think the 10 million is going to get his attention. Um. I don't have $10 million I can put my hands on. I'll bet you he doesn't Probably either. Not. Even people who pay uh, 1% to someone who manages their money doesn't have $10 million. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I here's what I- Trump said that's going to get him sued the third time. <laughs> Ready? And I get, to, I get to do the full imitation here. The witness today, the person I never knew, I never had anything to do with. It's a totally rigged deal. This whole thing is rigged, election interference. But this is a person I have no idea until this happened. Obviously, I have no idea who she was, nor could I care less. So he he still makes the I could care less mistake. Okay. Right. a A true mark of ignorance. Okay. It is. It's a rigged deal. It's a made-up, fabricated story. And E. Jean Carroll has one of the best attorneys for this that's out there. Her name's Roberta Kaplan, and uh, she's going to use that as evidence should there be a third suit. And so they're, they're mulling it over right now. Yeah, that's pretty impressive to be mulling a third lawsuit when they haven't even decided how much he's going to get tagged for the second violation. That's pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, he, I, I, you got to give Trump credit for, for, for one thing. He never learns shit. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) No, and he keeps running his mouth. I mean, he keeps, he he can't get out of one hole and he keeps digging another one. I mean, he can't stop himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll let that go, and we will finish with Brit's wish finally coming true. Oh, finally, or 
We're going to have uh, sports gambling here in North Carolina very, very soon, just in time for the ACC basketball tournament, completely in time for March Madness so that you can start to lose your your money like uh, everybody else in other states does from the comfort of your phone. You don't have to travel <laughs> anywhere. Right? It's March the, to to, uh, March the 11th March at noon. March the, is it March 12th at noon? Is it March 11th? I don't know. I, I can't remember what day is. One of it's those. March. I think it's March 11th at noon is when that first, when it's going to open for business. Yeah. Um, and we've missed an entire football season's worth of revenue. Oh, and Super you know, Bowl. we could never get that back. We could never get that loss. We've back. missed a Super Bowl of, of revenue. that could have been millions of dollars toward books and ceilings and roads and bridges and all that sort of stuff. But God bless you, Roy Cooper, for making this happen. And uh, you turds in the General Assembly, especially you Republicans, thanks for finally capitulating. Uh, no, you just thank them for not vetoing it. That's exactly that's that's what it is. And finally, you know, the revenue is going to be there. We've joined a lot of other states and it's going to be a good time. And we're going to do it probably in the most fucked up way possible. I think you were having they wouldn't even allow the vendors unless you had a partnership with somebody here. Like somebody had to have a partnership. FanDuel or DraftKings had to have a partnership with the NASCAR. And then uh, somebody I know the NFL already has partners and stuff. So I think maybe somebody had to partner up with the Carolina Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes, and then oh, good. But you know, so, it's fine. It's all fine. Uh, speaking of all fine, this is something you don't know yet. Uh, and I think we've probably talked about this in previous years. We watched the Super Bowl together. Yes, with our friend John the Catholic and yes, and uh, and, and and Pete Bunch. It's the uh, old Rock ninety two gang. We all get together. Uh, each year to watch the Super Bowl. And, uh, Britt, it's probable we're going to have two extra guests. Oh, wow. Are you ready? I'm ready. For who they are? Who is it? Both of their last names are Krantz. <laughs> That's right. The, the Krantz brothers. Oh, wow. Are plotting. I'll let you know if, when they finalize this. I just came up with it the other day to come in to to see me because, you know, yeah. uh, frankly, I could die any day now. We, <laughs> it's not like, stop it. It's not like that. <laughs> okay. But they, but they said, well, can we, why don't we come in and watch the Super Bowl? And I, and I said, well, let's do it. So, um, I told John who's hosting this year yeah, and he said, fine, but that he has to call his insurance agent to up his <laughs> obnoxious insurance premium. To cover the obnoxiousness of having three crances in one room for one game. I didn't today. realize there was an obnoxious rider on the uh, insurance policy. <laughs> there is. I wasn't aware there of that. Is. Who yeah. knew? 